Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. L.A. Lots of ways a girl can get into trouble. Give me a kiss. What? Give me a kiss. Come on. And the surest way is to be a lady cop. You have the right to remain silent. But she's no lady. My name's Detective Rizzoli. I'd like to ask you a couple questions. Rizzoli? That's Italian, isn't it? This is Whoopi. What kept you? Stopped to pick up a sailor? Yeah, I almost had one too, but your mother beat me to him. Get out of my way, I'll carve you in a steak tartare, I mean it! She's got the moves. She's got the mouth. This place is a real mess, you know what, we can find a good maid. You know, people like you are the reason abortion is legal. She's got the badge. Police officer freaks. Nice move, honey. But she's got to have his help. Let me follow you around for a little while. To stop a killer. They want it! Secure! They want fatal beauty! What the hell are you doing here? Oh, I've missed you too, Rizzoli. Where'd everybody go? Maybe they got a whiff of your perfume. Shot. Yes, honey, I know I shot you. One word, and I'm going to clear your sinuses. What's the matter, Zoe? My cat's on the So you're going to shoot him? Whoopi Goldberg. Get her out of here! Sam Elliott. I can't let you go anywhere without me, can I? Fatal Beauty. You're probably undercover, uh... Your lousy taste. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Yeah.
<laughs> ah. Hello. Ooh. Ooh, what's that? That's the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I thought we had like a like a theme music going under us talking. Ooh, hey, no, sounds... yeah, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to Movie Sucktastic, uh, episode 112. Uh, we are recording live. Hello. Hello. And um, recording a bit we're... late because I, I just got off the phone with uh, some people in Australia, so that took me a while. That's okay. That's okay. Work always comes first. And, uh, there, it's uh, it's eight. It's like eight o'clock, eight thirty at night here, but it's already like ten a.m. Thursday there. Yeah, they're just so getting they're their day, work day started. They're day ahead, so I got the lotto numbers from them. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Ow, it hurts. Yeah. But hello, everybody, so, and and uh, we're going to be doing a short review of Fatal Beauty. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do But first, uh... I must interject. Okay. I must interject cuz last night I can't find my hands. Last night <laughs> I I finally got around to watching Rob Zombie's The Lords of Salem. And I have a five-word review which I posted the night I saw it which is what the fuck was that? Now, uh, it's something that I've been afraid of ever since I saw the trailer, where they had these old fucking ladies as witches in the town and you know, raising their arms towards the sky and saying something stupid, I'm sure. It just had that cringe-inducing feel to the trailer, which I assume has transcended into the actual film as well. Let me, let me let's 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 lay the ground rule here right now. Okay. There are no good witch movies. Period. No, you're right. End of story. Why do I hear no, myself in the background? I have no idea because your your uh, your speakers are screwed up. Something has nothing no. to do with me. You sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't hear you okay. on the outside. Uh, yeah, my witch wife would. Um, she would uh, beg to differ with you, saying a film like Practical Magic is great, which right, me, is just total horse shit. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Okay. There are no good witch horror films. Period. That's it. Everything after that's a little debatable, but for the most part, if it's a horror film and the the main uh, protagonist or antagonist or whatever is a fucking witch, just don't even start. <laughs> now, and of course, this is another of Rob Zombie's. Let me get my wife. Uh, what? What the hell? What Sherry the hell Moon. is it? Sherry Moonbeam Zappa uh, Zombie here. And, oh, let me let, let's showcase her for a whole film. And all you Rob Zombie fans who are out there and defending this film, because I, I noticed you, I, I found you online. Uh, uh -huh. you, you, stop! Stop! Don't. Don't do it. I didn't do it. Peter Jackson with King Kong. There's no reason why you have to, to, to back up this bullshit. First of all, spoiler alert. At the, the the whole point of the film is at the end she gives birth to a lobster. Just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> really? in, order to get, okay. in order to get there, though, we have to get through Rob Zombie uh, doing his homage to uh, Kubrick, which is basically ro ripping off The Shining altogether. Oh, really? Fuck. Every camera move, every every other camera move is oh yeah, Kubrick. I get it. 
Uh-huh. And uh, camera moves, angles, even trying to pull that that kind of like artsy flashes of it's it's, it's all it's all stolen from Kubrick, uh Ken Russell, half of the stuff is right out of Ken Russell films, and then a little bit of Jodorowsky mixed in. None of this is original. The story is mind-numbingly simple. To whereas in the first ten minutes of the film, you know the you know the film. There's no surprise. You say, okay, you know Rob Zombie, and you know the setup. It has it has it has the Scatman Carruthers character right out. Spoiler alert. He, he fucking dies. <laughs> it's like it's like oh it's it's one of those it's that it's such a blatant typical uh, stereotypical character. He's the guy that like uh, is, has no connection whatsoever, but finds out what's going to happen, and then he goes to save. And of course, just as he gets there to save, they kill him. As like I again, I ruined it for you. Fuck you. It, that, there's no reason for you to watch this movie unless you okay, want to. I guess. If you want to watch an 88-minute film just to get a couple of glimpses of uh, of uh, Moon Pie's ass, fine, whatever. Oh, by the way, she, she, her bed moon above pie. her bed, above her bed is is uh, a giant mural of the moon from uh, Man on the Moon, the old movie. Yeah, I get it, Moon. Right? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, moon, the moon. Yeah, I get it. It's it's her. Yeah. Uh, it, she still can't fucking act, so that that's, that doesn't yeah. matter for anything. She and, tries and, too. That's that's the sad part. I mean, even back uh, when she was doing Halloween, she played the mother, and you she could tell that she was trying really hard to act in that principal scene where she's going back and forth with the principal. Uh, and uh, and you know what, Rob Zombie, in his in his gut, he's got to know that she's not a good actress, but because he's married to her, and she wants to be in his films. He he allows it. Hey, I get it. You married a piece of ass. You want to show off. That's great. You know what? Take him. Take her to the red carpet shows. All right. <laughs> it's 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 no less sad and pathetic as Asia Argento and all the Argento films. Uh, the only or difference, Hel- of course, is Helena Bonham Carter and all the Tim Burtons. The only difference is Helena Bonham Carter can actually act. The only difference, but she's between... the same person in every one of his fucking movies. That's the problem. Right. You can even compare it to uh, Sofia Coppola. The only difference is all those other people we just mentioned will go on to have careers outside of that. She's not going to. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. They break up. She can. She might get some side work, but she, she without Rob Zombie putting her in his uh, his big uh, uh, budget films, she's just going to be a B list actress. Uh, your your fucking midnight showings of uh, on Cinemax, and that's about it. They get divorced. He's releasing the porn tape. That's all there is. Because you know they filmed maybe. it. You know they filmed it. They must have done something. And you know there's masks and wacky shit and snakes <laughs> involved. You know there's something fucked up going on there. But I, I mean, there's nothing besides the pretty cinematography, which is one of the reasons I ha- one of the reasons I The Shining is not one of my favorite films. I was just I sat through the fucking thing. I sat through. I sat. I sat through the fucking thing. And when the end comes, it's just well, if that's all you were going to do, you could have stopped. Okay. And it's got that huge Rosemary's Baby thing going on too. Oh, so it's it, 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 it rips, except for like some of the visuals, everything is just borrowed from other films and not to good effect. You can rip off other films and do something different with it. He didn't do anything different with it except oh oh I get it. All these I'll, I'll get it. All the Rob Zombie fans who feel the need to to uh, just defend the film because they like him. Uh, oh no no you don't understand. He he shot it in under a year for three million dollars. Oh wow! Okay, so he took a three million dollar dump. That's that's impressive, but it's it doesn't mean it's a good fucking movie. 
Great. He did. He pulled in it under budget. You know how he did that? By not hiring real fucking actors. Or the ones he did at, uh, hire apparently needed the work. And when half your and when half your action takes place in an apartment hallway, th- that cuts down on your lighting budget drastically. <laughs> what the sounds fuck to was me, that? Sounds to me like you hated this movie. I I I, I d- didn't hate it as much as uh, what was that? What was that one? House of the Devil was that? Ty West cocksucker. Yeah. What was that film? The, was, the House um, of the Devil. Uh. What was House no, of the Devil? It, was it House of the Devil? No, The Innkeepers. No, that was the no, other it, one. Oh, that was the other one. Okay, yeah, it was probably yeah, it was House of the Devil then. Yeah, House of the Devil. That that's the one I I fucking hated because <laughs> that one was oh look we're doing it like the seventies. No, you're not because they made them good back then. This one's just oh look I'm I'm being uh, I'm being uh, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, you you good 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 nice. That was fun. <laughs> Speaking of Ty West, uh, I saw ah. that you posted the um, the Red Band trailer for VHS 2. Oh, yes. I am psyched to see that. I'm wondering if they're going to fuck it up. Uh, but it's an anthology thing. How can you fuck it up? Just uh, well, somebody will have it, some good ideas. Exactly. And I've, I've never been... Ex- well, no, I shouldn't say I've never been excited for a franchise, but this is the first time I've, I've been excited for a franchise to kind of maybe live a little bit. Other than maybe the Saw series, where after this, if they didn't fuck it up, I'll be looking forward to VHS three and four, and until they start screwing it up, I'm going to look forward to these films because I think they they're a lot of fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's coming out soon, uh, June sixth. It's going um, on demand, and then it's going to go theatrical. Uh, I believe three, two, three weeks later, something like that. So. But uh, the the crop of directors for this time around is pretty good. Um, who do they have? They have Simon Barrett uh, for Tape Forty Nine, Jason Eisner for Alien Abduction Slumber Party, oh. uh, Gareth Evans for Safe Haven, Greg Hale for A Ride in the Park with Eduardo Sanchez. Oh, that's the guy that did Blair Witch. Um, and then Adam Wingard for Clinical Trials. Remember me? I did Blair Witch. Yeah, right? Who? Did, what did Simon Barrett do? He did something. How many oh, is that? Five? Is, is that five uh, yeah. films or is that more? Okay. So um, still... One, two, three. There's five. Yep. All right. So they're still sticking to that. So it's probably going to be around the same t- period. Uh, I, I, I was so impressed with the original anthology. Uh, it's nice to see another one, and we don't—they don't do many anthologies these days because it's like right. like your old uh, tales from the crypt type stuff. And it's nice to see one survive and actually get a sequel uh, with an interesting theme that's kind of retro. But in but I mean, it's they could have just called it uh, first person instead of VHS. True. But they 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 dedicated themselves to the whole VHS thing, and it, it's paying off. It's good. Yeah, uh, Jason Eisner. He uh, he's the guy that directed Hobo with a Shotgun. He's doing one of the one of the films. Hobo, I gotta go back and watch that again. It's an awesome film. Homo with a Shotgun. I said Hobo, Hobo. I, I know you did. Gareth Evans is the guy that did the Raid Redemption. Ooh, so well, I'm, I'm looking forward to here. that. Yeah. Is, um, is Ty West on that list? No, he's not. Fuck Ty West. Greg, Greg Hale, uh, and oh, okay. 
Oh, I see what they're doing. Greg Hale did um, Blair Witch, and so did Eduardo Sanchez. So the two guys that did the Blair Witch Project collaborated on the short, the short film or the um, the one part called uh, A Ride in the Park. Uh, and then Timo Tahiyahila, something or other. He did something called the ABCs of Death. So, well, that's a new, that's a, a new anthology out, and it's literally twenty six short films, and each one is a letter that the, each filmmaker was given a letter of the alphabet and said to do a small vignette about death. So oh, really? it's kind of like it's kind of like a rip off of um, Amphigory. Okay. By Edward Gorey. A is for uh, Alice, uh, who fell down the stairs. B is for Basil, assaulted by bears. Very famous uh, literary uh-huh. picture okay. book. Kids, uh, they're pretty much ripping that off, but with uh, in an anthology segment that might be interesting. Ty West is in that too. Fuck him. I was, <laughs> and yeah. uh, Adam yeah. Wingard is doing. Uh, he's doing uh, clinical trials. He all. He's. Uh, he also did um, one of the uh, tape fifty six in the first film vhs but uh there's a lot more people involved in this as far as uh, you know producers and actors so it's definitely garnered attention um and they were obviously successful when they went with on demand the first time and then theatrical so they're just they're doing it again i'm I'm looking forward to it fucking ty west he has a film in post-production called the sacrament oh gee i wonder what that's about and uh, there's no there's no information on the IMDb page, but it says post production, which means they're filming it. Uh, it's supposed to come out in 2013, but then under plot keywords, it has spoiler alert. You have to roll over it to see what it says. Yeah. And if you roll it over, that spoiler alert, written by director. Wow. <laughs> well, looking at uh, VHS two, Ty West is not involved in this film at all. No, like he's nowhere, not, not even. Not even apparently a production he, or story credit. Nothing. Apparently he's too busy working on another fucking uh, Satan horror movie. <laughs> and then he has one in pre-production called The Side Effect, uh, which for under year, it has just all question marks. That should be next to every Ty West film, just like The Innkeepers, all question marks. So what the fuck? <laughs> God, I hate him. I can tell. I hate his picture, too. Fucking hipster. <laughs> oh, look, I don't shave and I'm wearing a sweater. Fuck you. <laughs> but back to Fatal Beauty. Yes. Oh, that's right. We're reviewing, We're reviewing Fatal, Fatal Beauty. Beauty. <laughs> which I hated far less than I did. Uh, 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 I, L- I, Lord rem- of I remembered. Uh, I remembered this movie being <sighs> worse. What? <laughs> or I'm, I, well, that's a bad. I, well, I, or I should say it's worse than I remember. That's what I meant to say. It's oh, okay. worse than I remember. I knew it was bad when I saw it as a kid, but it's worse than I remember. Well, you know why? Uh, as as a kid, you're not as familiar with a lot of the cliches uh, that you're that we as as we're approaching middle age now. We're watching this is like, and and like the dialogue. Really, this is the best dialogue you could come up with. Really, I mean. Right. She's a comedian. Exactly. She could have probably wrote funny lines for you. I'm yeah. half of her one-liner. She probably improved. 
no. or she rewrote for no. them and said, how about if I say it this way? No, they would have been funny then. I don't think she did that. Honestly. You really think so? She was funnier than that. I, I I've never found her to be I've never found her to be that funny. That's because most women aren't funny, period. But uh, <laughs> she, she as far as a female comedian goes, she was, you know, funnier as far as being less unfunny. Okay. All right. Chucks don't bleed. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Well, again, but it's it's not her genre either. She's not it's not like burglar. It's not like a comedy where she's, she's walking around wacky. They're asking her to act seriously in this, and they're act, asking her to, to play a hard-nosed cop. Right. Uh, I, I, well, what? Yeah, so I, I can't see her writing dialogue for this. I mean, I can see her, like, taking on personas and attitudes when she gets in, like, she does the uh, uh, undercover stuff. But as far as the dialogue, no, nah, she didn't write any of this. If, I, if she I, did, very little. I can see her trying to help with some of the one-liners. I can see that, you know? Say you know, uh, she, uh, this isn't really how I would say it. Can I say it this way? I could see her doing that. There aren't even, but there aren't any good one-liners. No, who knows how much worse they could have been without her input? Think of that. They, that, that that's the scarier could, part. Could they have been much worse? Then there are two things in this world I don't like. One is to be called bitch. The other is steak tartare. Ah, <laughs> uh, James Lagrosse. Who's or been to in be a, a million run- movies, yet no one knows who he is. By the way, in order to have a running gag, you have to have it more than twice. Okay. Because she does that again, where it's, oh, there's two things I hate, and one of them is being called a bitch, and then the other one is something that happened recently. Ha ha ha, I get it. It has to happen more than twice to be a running gag. <laughs> they, um... Oh, wait, wait, let's, let's back up a bit. Give the plot. Give the basic plot of the movie basic plot is that there's this new drug on the street called fatal beauty and what ends up happening is she's undercover to try and bust uh this one character in the film who's bringing shipments in and selling them on the street they are at the uh, uh the the shop where they're cutting it all up and putting it into the little baggies well one of their fucking guys is wasted and is he's cutting up an entire you know stock of it the wrong way and uh the two main villains of the film decide to they get some insider information that they're going to have these drugs there so they go in kill everyone and steal it and then they start selling it on the street the only difference is because it's uh pure and cut wrong as soon as you take it you go insane and it almost immediately ods you so Whoopi goldberg's character is trying to stop the selling of this pure cut drug uh, from getting everywhere on the streets, and uh, the one main villain of uh, of the film that pretty much controls everything uh, is played by Crawl, hey. who is uh, something Yulin. I forget his real name. Well, anyway, Paris. he's like the Paris he, That's right. He's the mastermind behind it all, and she's after him. She's after for the the two guys that stole the drugs. So there's a couple of things that are going on. Uh, Sam Elliott is. Uh, Kroll's bodyguard, who he asked to have her followed. So he ends up teaming up with her because his boss tells him to, and then he ends up falling for her. That's it. That's pretty That's much it. pretty much it. And I mean, and there's a lot of actors here that have a lot of uh, past... Well, Brad I, Dourif. That, 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 I, just, I just mangled the fuck out of that sentence like nobody, my, nobody's business. <laughs> There are a lot of character. There are a lot of actors in here who have have passed. There's a lot of actors in here. They've done stuff too. They've yes. done stuff. 
I mean, you, you throw you throw Harris Eulen in here, and you throw in Sam Elliott, and then you've got uh, uh, um, the police chief who's only in like the first third of the film. I guess yeah. he gave up early. Um, that's played by John P. Ryan. My favorite film with him is of course three o'clock. Three o'clock. You knew it. Three o'clock. I. There will yeah, be man. no fight today. Don't fuck this up, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love three o'clock. I. Classic. I remember. I know. I remember begging to go see that in the theater, and that's one of the films that I really wanted to see, and I just I couldn't get it. Couldn't get. Couldn't get to see it. I remember us watching at the comic store. Great movie. Yeah, that was great uh, movie. I would have challenged. I would have challenged it to you just so I could rewatch it, but I can't. It's a. I think it's a great film. One of my uh, absolute favorites. I could. I couldn't do it just based on that alone. And then and then and then Brad Dourif, Brad Oscar. Academy Oscar Award nominated. Uh, I don't think I he's ever won. He won. I think he, he was nom. He, he was nominated for uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest and was snubbed. He should have won for that, but he didn't. Okay. I, for some reason, I thought he won. I mean, he's won a lot of other awards, but like the BAFTA. Oh yeah. Kind of Let me just double check. But no, I'm looking. I'm, he didn't win for Oscar. He didn't win an Oscar at all, right? No, no. I was okay. I was mistaken. I don't know this shit. Still, Oscar nominated, award nominated, uh, award oh, yeah. winning actor, sure. and, and method actor, and, you know, through and through and through, and and just walking through this fucking piece of shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So when now, they're on the roof, when they're on the roof, screaming, "Fatal Beauty, they want it!" and then they start jumping up and down like little children, going, "Yeah!" It's like really, really, just a mere ten years ago, you were getting nominated for an Oscar. I think with Brad Dourif, I think I think with him, he knows. I mean, don't forget, he was in Chucky too. He, the voice of Chucky. Oh, he was in the would, film too, the beginning. Oh, that's in the very beginning, before he did yeah. the satanic ritual and put himself right. in a fucking doll. Um, I, I think but you know what? Guy, what? Even the voice of Chucky was great. Right, but what, I, what I'm getting at is, I think I think Brad Dourif's the kind of guy where he knows when to ask what his motivation is, and he knows when to say, "All right, I'll look crazy as soon as the fi- camera starts rolling." It's just, yeah, yeah. He knows. He knows. I mean, I, I, I still like Brad Dourif. I mean, oh, I love uh, him. I remember, I, I remember seeing Spontaneous Combustion on Cinemax, like late night Cinemax. Shit. I rented that. Oh, did you? My first that. taste, my first taste of that was on Cinemax, and they showed like a real quick, very quick teaser of him j- just in the car. Just going, I will use my gift, and then fire shoots out of him, and then it's like, you know, on Cinemax, you know, whatever day, whatever time. And I'm like, I need to see this. And I was only like maybe maybe 14 years old, maybe 15 when that came out. If that, if I was that old, I was like, it was, yes. It was, it was an interesting concept that they failed to use because they kept trying to put too much twists into it. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. favorite film with him, hands down. Is uh, Exorcist three? Oh yeah! Sh- oh fuck yeah! Fucking just yes. They brought William I... Peter Blatty back to uh, to do- write and direct that one. Right. George uh, C. Scott. <laughs> and also, my favorite George C. Scott film. Father, yeah. father, I have I have fish in my tub. <laughs> I gotta get these goddamn fish out of there. <laughs> I just love the end of that. Infidelity. <laughs> uh, not a fan of the exorcist but i love exorcist 3 
I still the... I still like the original. Um, it's got a lot of a lot of elements to it that I still like. Uh, Most Satanist scary films are just like not scary. Isn't yeah, it? usually. Well, I I did see that when I was younger, when I was maybe thirteen or fourteen, and it did freak me out a little bit. But you know, I had heard all these stories about people couldn't sleep for months and. You know, uh, couldn't sleep for days and just couldn't do this. And I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with this. I'm like, it's a little creepy, but I'm like, I'm fine with it. It's not a big deal. You know? Anyway, but we keep anyway. talking about good films. We keep talking I know. about good movies. What are we doing? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, there's really, there's really not a lot to go on other than the fact that it's a film of poorly, uh, poorly made one-liners. A very razor thin plot, and just oh, very, you know we could very very closely patterned after Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, everything only, from only came uh, out I mean, uh, what three years later, right? Uh, but ex- exact same setup. Uh, cop driving an uh, old beat up car has gangster uh, friends, uh, rich guy smuggling drugs, and they, like it, in California. I mean, the parallels are endless, except that Eddie Murphy pulls it off where Whoopi doesn't. And I don't know if we can blame Whoopi. It's not her thing. I don't know why she said yes to it in the first place. Maybe she thought it was uh, uh, advancement of uh, female acting or women acting in film as far as like a, an atypical, a stereotypical role for a woman, the tough female role. But those only work when they're written well. Right. And done right. Mm-hmm. I um I mentioned this cuz we had everybody over the house Sunday night and we talked about it a little bit. I remember yeah, I, I wasn't invited. No. Shit. I sh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh but we talked a little bit about uh Fatal Beauty. We didn't talk too much cuz we knew we would do it tonight. But uh one of the things that the film is probably most famous for is the deleted sex scene between Sam oh. Elliott and Whoopi Goldberg. And just watching the film, you know it exists. You oh, absolutely you absolutely know it exists because they set it up earlier in the movie. When mm-hmm. she's out all night, she's doing an 18-hour shift, uh, and then she goes back out on the scene to when uh, the one main uh, drug trafficker, he ends up dead, and she has to ID his body. They set it up when she goes back to the office because the, the chief, he tells her to go get laid, to go out, get have, get laid and whatnot. And she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, get laid, sure. And get it's lucky, like, get, yeah. get lucky, get laid, but get out of my face. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, get laid, right. And that's a setup right there. That's an absolute setup right there. And then later on in the movie, her and Sam Elliott are, have this uh, supposed moment where she tells her whole backstory of how she used to have a kid and she was a junkie and her kid OD'd on her shit. And that's why she became a cop. Probably the only truly uh, good moment in the film. The story, yes. I mean, her acting. The the, the acting to tell it, not very good. I disagree. I think that was was like a glimpse of of what was to come as far as uh, Color Purple and all that stuff. She had done the color purple two years before this. Those days were long even, gone. Well, even, even more, <laughs> even more so then. You, you know, if you I wanted mean. to see her acting chops, watch the color purple. You want to see her attempt to remember how to act because Steven Spielberg is telling her how to do it or giving her guidance, watch the color purple. 
<laughs> you want to watch this and say, shit, how did I do that two years ago? I don't remember, but I'll give it a shot. You know? Well, I wouldn't I, be surprised I, if she I, called Spielberg and said, hey, what did you tell me to do when we made the color purple? Because I don't remember. I thought that I thought that I think you're you're not giving her enough credit. Uh, some a lot of these comedians are trained actors first and comedians second. She's obviously one of them. She's if you not Robin Williams. If you ever watch her stand up, she does. She's mostly a character comedian, and and uh, I I think that scene, the dead baby scene, is a good example of her acting abilities. And the rest of the film was just her trying to act in a way that uh, I don't think she. I think there's a certain point where it's like, okay, I'll just act tough, and there wasn't much else to do with the character, so why, why go further? You know. I disagree. I disagree. I, I, I in my head, I envision her trying to act that scene out in a mirror, and just not getting it right. And then finally, it's shooting day, and I just don't. I, I don't. I don't agree. I, I think the transition to her acting out that scene is not very well done. Her emotion does not come across very well at all well, sam the, elliott well, is in the scene sam well, elliott is in the transition is scripted i mean the, tra the transition of like oh i answered the phone and now i have to have a nervous breakdown i mean she's working with what she's given but when she actually sits down and tells the story yeah. that 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 whole that whole part there that whole monologue that's what she did as a comedian that's what she's yeah. good at and I, I thought she came across great in that part i mean i, I, I want to give credit where credit's due i don't agree but that's that's fine I think she uh, did more acting. I think she did more acting in that like four or five minutes than Sam Elliott did in the entire film. Well, I won't disagree there. I just I still <laughs> don't think it was it was that great. But moving on into the rest of that scene, he ends up, you know, consoling her and and telling her it's going to be okay. And then it kind of fades to black, and then you just hear her in the shower asking for Sam Elliott's character. It's like, you know, whatever his name was. Um, the fuck was it was mark right? I've got yeah. it. no mike mark marshak mike marshak just marshak. mike 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 you know it's like where are you no, where no. are you we answer no, the phone no 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 she does not what say mean, mike no. she says marshak whatever they no i this is important throughout the whole film it's marshak and rizzoli marshak and rizzoli they call themselves by the last names fine any good buddy cop film is going to do that you're right what so any good buddy cop movie is going to do that. He wasn't a cop, but he might as well have been. It was a buddy movie. Alright, Riggs and Murtaugh, I'll, I'll give you that. Am I wrong? In the bean. I don't think it's a rule, but there are there are good examples that show that, so I'll let that slide. Oh, oh so Really? You're going to let it slide? <laughs> I, I don't think it's a steadfast rule, but but there are enough examples. To, to it isn't, but there is a lot of examples. Okay, yes, so... That's why I'm thank you. So it moves into the next morning where she's calling his name, and hold he's on. not there. Hold on. hold on, hold on. There you go. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's for me. Was that for me or for you? I'm not sure. <laughs> Just get out of the way now. Okay, sounds good. Uh, and you know, this, there's a supposed sex scene between the two of them that did not test well amongst audiences because obviously, even 25 years ago, everyone is, still has this 50s mentality. Of interracial relationships, so they cut it. I, I don't and think that's. It. I still disagree with you on that. I don't think it was a, a fear of racial crossbreeding. I think it was even, even if, if it wouldn't fly over as well. In let's be honest, if you're in the flyover states and you're, you're against racial uh, 
uh, commingling, you're probably also against Whoopi Goldberg films, period. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. I, I, I have a feeling it was pulled either because it just didn't work or so, I think the call was made, but I don't think it was because, oh, we can't have the colored folks sleeping with the white folk. I think it was just a matter of, oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so, yeah, that got uh, put on the cutting room floor. I hope that it still exists somewhere. Got it. You don't throw that away. You don't throw that away. I hope Unless not. Unless you've got a gun to your head. You don't burn that. You save it. You save it for a special day. Like that five and a half hour cut of Heaven's Gate. Uh, I still want to see that because... That's because said to have ex- been destroyed, but something tells me that it's locked up somewhere in a, in a vault. <laughs> look at look at the the uh, extended version of Metropolis. They found some rich guy's uh, safe after he died. That's this, right. this shit pops up everywhere. I mean, it's 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 they they lose track of it less these days than back then when they just just didn't give a shit. There was yeah. no film preservation or restoration. So now, y- even if they're not going to use it, that shit's somewhere. Now, isn't there um, some preservation society uh, about lost film because there's so many yeah. movies that are lost and never turn up. Yeah, the Film like a, Restoration and Preservation Society, yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's so much attention paid to the fact that films are lost for, from, for, from history forever now, from the past, that these days, and especially now with digital, too... I mean, Nowadays, just, it, I, would be, I, would, I, I would be shocked if it happened at, at any point in today's day and age. There are so many ways not to lose stuff that I can't see it I, I that sex scene somebody's got that somewhere yeah I mean you could pay for a cloud service and then they can tell you that uh, they can't host your shit but that's a whole different story altogether I know sour grapes <laughs> thank you motherfuckers now now one, one thing I did notice about the film mm-hmm. is uh, they have these other they have the like the, the uh, antagonistic cops uh, that aren't her that aren't her partners because she doesn't have a partner apparently and that who are always busting their chops again, like in the first third of the film. Once we get into the meat of the story, we we lose them. They were just there to show, the, like, to, to give us, like, uh, to help build her character. Once we're done with them, we don't see them again. But, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but the two white cops make uh, make jokes about her cleaning, being a woman, all these derogatory references, you know, jokingly, uh, in poor taste. And of course, they're big, large, stupid men. <laughs> but if you notice in the opening scene when she goes into the alley to, to save the uh, prostitute friend, right? Uh, that one, that one guy, they get all the niggers out in that one scene. Yeah, the whole movie. <laughs> the, it's like the, she, he literally knocks her to the ground and curb stomps her for a good minute and a half, and all you hear is nigger this, nigger that, nigger this, nigger that, and then from then on you never <laughs> hear the word again. I think yeah, once they... you hear it from Brad Dourif. No, no, no. He he said. Uh, you hear bitch, you hear, uh, what, where's the one line? Cunt? Cunt, but I'm trying to find the line. Do, 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 do. I have I, I have it written down. Oh, The cunts at the Villa cunt, Verde. Vista Verde. The cunts okay. at Vista Verde. Yeah, that's the line. Oh, yeah, so, Villa Verde is where my grandmother lived. <laughs> I hope Brad Durf didn't visit her. True story. <laughs> but, but, uh, so they, they got all the derogatory racial references, at least directly, the direct ones. They they got all the niggers out in like a one minute and a half, and everything else afterwards is just, oh, you're you're a woman, or you're you know you're 
poor or whatever, but they just get they finish that, and then it's bitch cunt bitch bitch bitch. And she so that was interesting. Bitch. That was interesting. It's like they, just, they 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 couldn't not do it, but they had to do it enough in one shot where you that would resonate with you, and it would always be in the back of your head for the rest of the film. So when you come out, you'd think you heard it more. Oh yeah, and they did it with a character that you were absolutely meant to just despise. Well, you and know. then they, they, she killed right afterwards. So. Yeah, she, she the fucking guy got killed. <laughs> <laughs> Is it worth dying to just beat up your your bitch, your your woman that you hate for whatever reason? Is that worth well, dying it, for? It depends if she, she if she if she's listening. <laughs> she's that's not obviously, paying attention. Obviously, that's that's the incorrect answer. Obviously, yeah. yes. Now, all she does in the film you'll get too, curb stomped. <laughs> and and this is why I don't think she had a hand in the writing, and why the writing of this film is is uh, substandard, is that all she does in retaliation to a lot of these characters, everything she does is dick jokes. It's size right. jokes or putting a pistol on the guy's groin. Everything is genital related for her, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's very hackneyed. And I'm just looking at like the screenwriter now. Yeah, Romeo is bleeding. Roadhouse. There you go. Oh, really? That's why he got Sam Elliott. <laughs> right after, well, right after Fatal Beauty, he did Roadhouse. Oh, really? Uh huh. Bitch. I think that's it. Elephants. Up uh, no, th- there's another one too. Uh, Dean Reiser, and he's got. Uh, he, I think he was the uh, the cleanup. He has a lot of stuff in here. But it's all TV episodes. It's like a TV writer. So you got a TV writer, and then you've got Roadhouse Boy. <laughs> so that that that's as good as your dialogue gets. That's it. Bill Savino, he came up with the story. What's he done? Uh, television. Yeah. That's it. Nothing. And. The only movie he came up like a theatrical film that he he uh, came up with a story for was Fatal Beauty. That's it. Well, at least think think. Can you imagine the story ideas he came up with? They didn't go with. Yeah. Romeo was bleeding. Hmm, surprised. Uh, Romeo's bleeding is a good film. No, I know. I'm surprised that she had the Hillary uh, Hankin had anything to do with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. That yeah, when I saw that, that led me to believe, wonder if that if uh, and then Wag the Dog, which I did not care for Wag the Dog at all. I thought it was overhyped. The fact that no one references the film these days and it was a political film that shows yeah. you how over overhyped it was. Uh, yeah, you heard you you heard it mentioned like like uh, every month whenever Clinton did something for a good couple a year or two, and after that, it, everybody just like gave up on it. It's probably her, you know. The, the jewel in the crown, you know, for her, that uh, wacky uh, dog. Realistically. I mean, Romeo's Bleeding is, is a very good film, but that one, because of the notoriety and the, the, the acclaim that it got, that's probably her most, for her anyway, her most, uh, you know, beloved achievement as far sure as writing goes. Yeah, are you sure it's uh, a her? Hillary? Her name's Hillary. Oh, Hillary. I've never, I've ne- Hillary, can, all right, Hillary can be a guy's name, too. So yeah, it can. I mean, any hey, any female ma- name, you know, can be a guy's name. Any, but but Hillary no, no, is no, no, one. No, no. If you're crazy enough to name your child a girl's name, it can happen. 
Rebecca is not traditionally a male name. Hillary, however, especially Doesn't going mean you back... You can't name your kid, your son, Rebecca. But Hillary is recognized as both a male and female name. However, since the is middle it... name is Beth, I'm going to assume that Beth Hillary Beth Henkin is, is a female, so you are correct. I, uh, I've i never... And I'm not saying you're not right. I'm just... I've never heard Hillary uh, to well, also be a, a male name. Look at Ashley. Ashley's not considered a male name, but that has... It is, if you look go... Uh, if you pick up like books of boy names, Ashley is going to be on that list. It's not traditional, but it is considered. Hillary is another one. Hillary can be a man. Again, these days, more often not. You think that the that name has gained more ground since the Evil Dead series? No, not in the least. You don't think so? No, I, I, I it's like a boy named Sue. I don't think most people would even think of naming their boy Ashley, even if they're fans of the the movie. Hmm. That's just me. I, I, I have nothing to back that up. I'm just going by my gut. <laughs> now, now, mind you, you can't take your gut down to the city attorney's office, but I'm going by my gut. What's your name? Marion Cabretti. <laughs> I was hoping for a tougher name like Alice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for yes, proving that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, to really... Oh, Wow. What? I I, ha I have to stop a minute because this is the best name I've ever seen in my life. What's uh, that? Uh, Delgadillo, the, the 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 character. Yeah. In, in the movie, the actor's name is Fred Asparagus. Fred, I'm looking at it now. Fred Asparagus. <laughs> that is a that is a fucking awesome name. Fred Asparagus. Oh, he was the bartender in Three Amigos. Oh, look at that. That guy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And he was in Beverly Hills Cop 3 as well. I don't remember that. I blocked out most of that. All oh, that he matters passed is away, he too, in 1998. Break into Electric Boogaloo, and his 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 uh, screen debut was in Chips as Weasel. Weasel. Yes. I wonder what he died from. I bet it was probably a stroke. In large really? part. He was grossly overweight. So that doesn't mean anything. He could have well, been anything. He was only hit fifty-one. He could have been could hit have by been, a car. I think the car wouldn't have made it. Oh really? Yeah, I think I he, was a, he, he was a he was a big guy. He was a big guy. The big guy. Big guy. That's a tombstone big. I want to see. Here lies asparagus. <laughs> oh, and Cheech Marin. That's right. Cheech Marin was the bartender in the opening scene too. That's right. Very brief. And, then and his, na then his on, name in the film is just bartender. And from then on, uh, it was like, okay, I want as many bartender roles as humanly possible. Yeah. He <laughs> uh, did it so good, though. Yeah, a lot of names in the film, but again, it's not not uh, not worth seeing. Best line, of course, is the one that you always remember, which is uh, uh, Kevlar, bitch. Kevlar, bitch, Smith and Wesson, asshole. asshole. <laughs> I was now. I was. I had copied down. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they wrote the whole movie around that fucking line. I. I. I that, that's the only excuse for the film is if they wrote it around for that line. <laughs> now, as I was watching the film, I was writing down. I have a list here of, of lines of dialogue mm -hmm. uh, that either just sounded interesting or weird, or had a rhythm to them because I was going to do a poem. 
based okay. on the dialogue from the film, but I never got around to it. So, uh, but I do have the dialogue written down. Okay. Show this to prove Look that I'm. That. Yeah. So th- that will be a poem eventually, and if I do they get that up, we'll post that on Movie Sucktastic. Uh, I'm try. I want to try to do a poem uh, for every film we review from here on in. I'm trying to stretch my poetry chops. And I, I love the idea of just doing like a like a cut and paste type poetry, just from dialogue from the movies. Because especially the, the 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 worse the dialogue is in the film, the the more susceptible it is to uh, maneuvering and manipulating into a more uh, aesthetic form. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You know, Man on the Moon. How did he get Man there? Man on the Moon. Yeah. <laughs> He likes cheese. Well, that, that's that's from the Beast of Yucca Flats. That's why I was... I, I have an obsession with the dialogue from that film. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we ready to rate this film? Oh, wow. Is there anything else we forgot to mention? I mean... I don't think so. I mean... It just... It's your typical, typical 80s film. Uh, bad dialogue. Worse acting. Uh, rip off of Beverly Hills Cop. They really only uh, three years removed, and I think they rushed this one out because Beverly Hills Cop Two came out the same year, which might have actually done this film in as far as its success. Uh, because if uh, this was if this was released first, maybe it would have been a little more successful. No, maybe I don't know. No, I I strongly disagree. It was released October of nineteen eighty seven. Beverly, you know what? I think Beverly Hills Cop 2. Just in time for Halloween. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop 2 came out May of 1987. So it, it was five months, four months. You know, five months apart. So, this is not my locker. <laughs> That's what this film needed. It should have been Paul Reiser instead of... Uh... Instead of oh, Sam, Sam Elliott, yeah. The name's Conagher. <laughs> is it? Is it? All right. So it's four point eight on IMDb. Uh, I'm, I'm actually willing to go a little lower than that. Like a, I think a four is appropriate because I think a four point eight puts it too close to average, and I think it's below that. I think it's below average. Let's put it this way: it deserves one star for not being completely horrible. It deserves an extra another star because Ty West wasn't involved. <laughs> Three stars because uh, Brad Dourif is in it. Brad Dourif uh, and uh, I'll, I'll lump every other actor in with him and just say it has some, enough star power to give it a three. Okay. Uh, and one star for the uh, Kevlar bitch line because that is memorable. There you go. Four stars. Four stars. Four stars. Okay. <laughs> did, I, did I mention that I don't like Ty West? I've 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 heard that once or twice. Kim, I've sat through two of his fucking films already. That that uh, that's I'll never get that time back. I haven't sat. The only thing I've sat through is the one segment from the original VHS. You've you, oh, spewed you enough. Haven't? You've spewed enough venom for me to avoid it completely. No, that's that's not allowed. You have to sit through uh, the I innkeepers do. or you know you don't have to sit through the innkeepers. But you do have to sit through the House of whatever, the Devil. Whatever happened to... Uh, was it the Innkeepers or House of the Devil that you were going to cut into five minutes? 
Uh, it was I the innkeepers, right? I think it was. I, no, the innkeepers is, is not even salvageable that way. Uh, it was House of the Devil. Was House of the Devil? Yeah, because 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 all of the setup he had, like like, oh gee, here's five minutes to explain that she needs money uh, because he he felt the need to spend a certain amount of time to give us a backstory as to why a college student needs money. <laughs> Thanks for the th you know don't don't need it don't need it five minutes actually of her looking at an apartment and, and, and oh I don't know if I can afford that just to make it believable that she'll take five hundred dollars to babysit an old guy for a night. Yeah, I thank God. Otherwise, I would have found that totally unbelievable. Fuck you. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Five minutes easy. Five minutes? All right. So now it's time for me to give you your movie challenge. Now, now can, I, can, I, can I mention the one that you can't challenge me to? Absolutely. We, we were talking about Whoopi Goldberg, and I mentioned a film that uh, Joey... I had never heard of apparently, and I didn't remember the name of it. All I knew was that she. I, I told him, so what about the film of hers where she was uh, a cop with the dinosaurs? He's like, what are you talking about? I said, there's a film with Whoopi Goldberg where she's a cop in dinosaur world land or whatever. And he didn't. He. I had to go back and take a look. And and what year was it? It was like 19. It was 95. 95. And the film was called uh, Theodore, Theodore Rex. Rex. And this is a film that she uh, made a verbal contract to star in, then tried to get out of it and was sued. So eventually she had to go back and do the film for $2 million more than she had originally uh, promised she would do. $7 million she got for that piece of shit. Everybody, practically everybody on the film walked at some point during the film. And, it, the, and it's just, it's her as a human cop uh, helping this other dinosaur cop track down... And these are people in dinosaur costumes. This is like yeah. there's there's money invested into this. These are, and apparently it was so poorly. Uh, oh, and she's wearing like tight like latex costumes too. I guess she was on a uh, lost some weight that year, and <laughs> that well, it was before the View, and she just gave up and didn't give a shit. I'm not it's criticizing that. I'm just saying ten years before the View. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I'm not and I'm not criticizing her for you know gaining weight. I'm just saying. This is obviously a period where she was like, I guess I can wear spandex. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to wear spandex. <laughs> and, 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 and people get crazy like that. Like, look at Oprah. Like, when she was heavy and then she lost all that weight, the first thing she did, like, next thing you know, she's, like, posing for magazines and cat outfits. When, you, when, you, when you're heavy and you lose a lot of weight and suddenly you can wear, like, skinny stuff, you just fucking go insane. That's it. That ain't that the truth. That's, that's it. And then when you gain the weight back again the sanity doesn't recur and you still act crazy uh anybody uh, sidetracked anyway uh, apparently this film was so poorly done or just such a bad idea in the first place that it never made it to the big screen they ended up pulling it and doing a direct video so since our main rule for our film challenges is they have to be a theatrical release joey cannot challenge me to it yeah even if it's just your you know short-lived New York, L.A. could be in mm -hmm. two theaters, one theater. If it's shown in a movie theater and there's a credit for that, it can be challenged. And because this went straight to video, and that's it, I can't do it. So that's unfortunate because I would have really because we were at again, uh, we were all together. We were at the house on Sunday, and Scott says to me because he, he goes, "Listen, I know this is your challenge to me, but you'd be a." damn fool if you don't challenge me to Theodore Rex. Those are the exact words I use. Damn fool. 
Yeah, and I looked it up and I saw the trailer. I'm like, I have to challenge this movie. This is really bad. And then I saw that it wasn't released theatrically and I was very disappointed. But I think my movie challenge, uh, it, I think it's a good one. Um, do you want to try and guess it? Yes. Okay. Now, I'll give you some clues. And uh, it's, it's actor-related. James LaGrosse okay. is in this film. It's from 1986. It's sci-fi. Uh, hang on, hang on. James LaGrosse. I'm not yeah. going to cheat, but I just want to get an idea who that is. Who's that in the okay. film? He's the guy that says he's going to cut her up in the steak tartare. He's the one that snuck into her house after uh, him and his friends. Or his friends <laughs> okay. did all the drugs. Him, I recognize him. Okay. Okay? He's been in a lot of things. He's been in everything from Real Genius to Point Break to the epi right. uh, episode of Friends. Um, as a matter of fact, the episode he was in in Friends is where he wrote adult uh, erotica for children. <laughs> that was his role in that. Because they're wildly unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so he's in the film. It's, uh, it's a post-apocalyptic future. Uh, the film was done in 1986. And, oh, uh, I, know, it, I know this movie. It stars uh, James LaGrosse and Jason Patrick and a whole bunch yeah. of other... Wait, oh no, not Solar Babies. Solar Babies. Ah, Solar <laughs> Babies. It's Solar Babies. We've mentioned this in the in multiple episodes in the past, and we've never actually reviewed it. Right. Because I, I remember watching that film as a kid and loving it. Me but too. To this, but to this day, the only memory I have of the film is the scene where they, they make a, like a, a whip chain. I, and whip each other I remember the exact same scene. To, so they can jump over this chasm in the, in the, 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 the roadway. And, and you know all, why? All I remember. You know why I think I, I remember that scene vividly is because whenever I turned it on, because it was always on Cinemax, it always seemed to be at that fucking part. And whenever that, they would show any commercials or trailers for it, you know, to promote it on Cinemax, it would always be that scene because it would show what, you know, how they would, you know, fucking move about on these fucking rollerblades. <laughs> Talk about an, an advertisement for rollerblades. It's the future. And, now that you and they play that game. It's basically a cross between lacrosse and hockey. And now that you told me, I can, I can look at his other past films. Uh, oh, that's right. He's the lead in Phantasm 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Yeah, he was also Oh, he was also the bully at the beginning and ending of Real Men. I yep. remember him from that. Yep. Yes, he uh, was. I, Stealing I've never uh, seen the kid's bike. I've never seen Where the Day Takes You. Isn't that a film where they, they jump on the top of trains? You know what? It doesn't ring a bell. I, I've probably seen it, but the name doesn't ring a bell. I've, I've heard of it. That's uh... Yeah, he's been in a lot of not very good films. But... Never seen, never watched singles, never saw Class of 96. Uh... He's probably most famous for being in Point Blank. Point Break, I mean. Point Blank. But I I've never really watched Point Break either. Oh, really? No, I, I'll tell you right now. After Phantasm 2, uh, all right, Born on the Fourth of July doesn't count because I saw it once and that was it. And I don't remember anything from it. Uh, but after Phantasm 2, the next film, if you don't count Born on the Fourth of July, <laughs> that yeah. I saw, him, that I've seen that he was in, is uh, I don't think I saw Safe. 
No, I have not seen Safe. That's a different Safe. Um, right. He was oh, in Drugstore Cowboy as well. That was actually never a very s- good movie. Never saw it. Yeah, good film. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And we're, he, we're up in... He was in Bad I, I, Girls. <laughs> never saw that. No desire to see that. I've never wow. seen it either. I, I'm actually feeling bad now for not having seen all these films he was in. <laughs> well, have, have, you, have you read his, uh, his IMDb bio? Enemy of the State. I've seen Enemy of the State. There you go. I got okay. one. It okay. only took me until 1998 to get a film that he was in. His his M- IMDb bio looks like it was probably written by him or someone that he knows. Because it says, uh-huh. it isn't hard to make James LaGrosse uh, bust a, a gut laughing. Just call him Brad Pitt. Okay, so he doesn't get $6 million a film to ha- or have his photo air-kissed by legions of swooning squirrels during recess. But if you've caught LaGrosse's quirky personality, you may wonder why he's still toiling away. But this Minnesota native, despite being tight-lipped on Pitt, Gross, uh, LaGrosse will happily chit-chat about his career. Blah, blah, blah. What does he have against Brad Pitt? I, I don't know. I don't fuck's know. his problem? Was he ever in anything with Brad Pitt? Oh, he, was, um, he had that one episode of uh, Friends, but maybe he met Brad Pitt on the set when Jennifer Aniston was still... Uh, with him you know i think i saw this film safe i have to go back and look at that what year was that but it, oh it, it was a art house a film it was ago. about yeah it was about a, a housewife that gets that um that disorder where like regular household chemicals uh are like become like deadly oh, okay he was he was the son it was he's like a, a nothing role that's oh yeah there it is safe 1995 I, I don't recommend it. It's it's nothing nothing right. groundbreaking or special. But he's very active career, even though they're most of these are small roles. But yeah, you know what I wish I'd seen is Mrs. Parker in the Vicious Circle. That I should have seen. That he's I, I'm I'm embarrassed to have not seen that. Okay, he's just waiting for Quentin Tarantino to make him a big star. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, who isn't? I'm still waiting for that. Yeah. Right. So I'm your not, challenge I'm, is uh, Solar Babies. I'm not embarrassed that I haven't seen Point Break. I, I, I don't feel that I need to. Yeah. Especially since, I've, especially since I've seen Fast and the Furious. Okay. Because Fast and the Furious is a ripoff of Point Break. But with cars, not surfing? That's pretty much it, yeah. Pretty much, okay. I, I will admit here and now... That I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. Oh wow, we we have to. All right, you know what? Here's what we have to do. You have to watch Fast and the Furious, and I have to watch Point Break. Ooh, I smell a bit. Was that me? I'm sorry. <laughs> I smell a bit there. What's the, what's the bit? The bit is to watch the the two films that are one's a ripoff of another. That's a cool one. You know, Point Break. Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious oh. ripped off Point Break. Now, I guess this is... I mean, we didn't do it with this one, but like we, like you were saying, Beverly Hills Cop. This is a rip-off of Beverly Hills Cop. If we had watched Beverly Hills Cop and, and Fatal Beauty and reviewed both, hence the bit. Well, tell you what, if, if, if I don't think of anything better, my challenge to you after Solar Babies will probably be a, a, a rip-off uh, face-to-face, and we'll do those two. Okay. All right. Sounds good. What to forget? What to forget? How the, how how that we do that too? Uh, as far as like uh, 
compiling all the similarities, that kind of thing. Sure. We got time. That sounds good. Solar Babies. Wow, that's going to be fun. Yeah, I haven't, I, 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 I haven't seen that in probably... God, it's got to be 20, 25 years. I don't think I've seen that since the 80s. The question is, is it on Netflix? Oh, you mean streaming? Hmm. Yeah. Checking right now. Wow, okay. No hits I mean, we... whatsoever. All right. Let's try that again. It's two words, right? No. It's one word. And it is not on. And you know what? It's not even. It's not streaming. It's not disc. Not DVD. They, they, they don't even recognize it. I like just like it's like. Oh yeah, that doesn't exist. Try renting Amazing Stories. Huh? <laughs> Try Tremors. I got a. I got a recommendation for Tremors after I put in Solar Babies. Small Soldiers. Try something with S's in it. It's literally Small Soldiers, Saints and Soldiers, Spooky Stories. It's just recommending things with S's in it. <laughs> it really is. You wanted a movie that begins and ends with S? We recommend these films instead. It is it is available though. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll find we we can we can get it either from your local library or uh, you can get it streaming through things like Amazon or other places like that. Netflix doesn't have it, but it is attainable. We will obtain it and we will review it next That's week. That's right. That's right. So, Mr. Lagrosse. Lagrosse. So I'm looking forward to that. I haven't seen that in a long, long time. Too long, because again, all I remember is the the whip to get over that, and the, the small the, the young kid uh, talks to a, a a ball or something. Yeah, yeah. I I just remember all these backdrops of space, you know, stars in the sky, this post-apocalyptic future. I remember scenes that involved the, the, the where the backgrounds are all green screen and whatnot. So, right, and Roddy I, McDowell, and Roddy McDowell has a fake head. Yeah, it's also one of those films. Wait, that's tank. That's Tank Girl. I got it mixed up. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, it also it's also one of those films that was hard to get uh, after it was released too. It was released on VHS and Laser. And then it kind of disappeared, and it was uh, it was hard to find. The only For place a you could you, yeah, the only place you could really see it was on on mostly Cinemax and HBO, but mostly Cinemax. And then it just disappeared, completely probably disappeared. For same, probably for the same reason you can't find the Sam Elliott Whoopi Goldberg sex scene or the five and a half hour version of Heaven's Gate because yeah. no one's looking for them. Kind of reminds me of uh, another film from the '80s that just kind of disappeared, and that's the movie The Wraith. With Charlie Sheen, remember that? That's available on double feature DVDs. I I actually have a copy of it. Oh really? Uh, well, I have the DVD, but uh, I have they, the European they, cut with all the extra nudity in it. Oh, uh, what do they double team that up with? It's uh, I'm sure if you do a search on Amazon, it will say. Oh, I'm trying to remember what film they paired it with. Was it? it I think the, Max. An, I, was it another Charlie Sheen film like Lucas or something? I think it's Maximum Overdrive. Oh really? Oh, I'm double checking Brothers. right now. That <laughs> might Charlie Sheen and I thought it was just Emilio because it Estevez. had uh, just because it had two. Uh, ooh, Legend of Billy Jean. There's there's one. That's still not released, but you can get the HD. There's an HD version of that floating around on the internet. You still Billy Jean still not released? That's Correct. classic. 
Yeah. That's crazy. I Let's see. I know. Wraith I DVD. I yeah. I swear there's a double feature disc that has the Wraith, and I think it's Maximum Overdrive. Hmm. I did an image search, and it doesn't mean it's not not available right, that way. But. Here, here's a four pack they have available where they put like four movies on one DVD or two DVDs. Oh god. Uh, this one has Prom Night, The Wraith, Trick or Treat, and The Gate. But that's not the one I have. So it is out there on multi-disc set, sets. I just, I just can't find the one that I have. Oh, Jesus. Here's one with The Wraith and News at 11. Ew. <laughs> Charlie, Sheen, Charlie Sheen and Martin Sheen. Yeah, that, that's like the worst pairing I could, you could even imagine. Yeah, right. Oh, here we go. Uh, it's Trick or Treat. The Wraith and Trick or Treat. That's the one I have. Ah, uh, Trick or Treat. The 86 right. film with uh, Skippy from Yeah, tri Family Trick Ties. or Treat, not, not Trick or Treat. Yeah. And that's the only reason why that one wasn't called Trick or Treat, because it was already a film called Trick or Treat. Right, which they could have gotten away with, too. But they it's could have. Classic. It's such a cult classic. Why would you do that? And I, I bet it comes down to um, the creators of that film just having respect for that 86 film. of That uh, could be it, too. You know, definitely. Sure. Anyway. All right. So, uh, Solar Babies. Let's go ahead and end the show. Solar Babies? And, uh, solar Solar Babies. babies. <laughs> solar Beefy. Solar Beefy. So, Solar Beefy. We got to get that in a movie challenge somehow. Somehow, Someday. some way. Someday. Anyway, all right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for episode 112 of Movie Sucktastic. Please go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can download all of our episodes there. You can listen uh, to the show live. You can watch it live. You can also go to iTunes and download our show there as well and give us reviews. You can leave us voicemail at 908 514 4470. You can email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can leave us uh, you can leave us email right from the website as well. I have that set up. You can also give us movie reviews uh, of your own. You can give us uh, films you want us to review. It's all there. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash moviesucktastic. Everything that we do for the show is there, like movie trailers and uh, just things that are happening in the entertainment industry goes there. I'm, post I'm posting the trailer to Solar Babies as we speak. Very nice. So, there you go. You have anything to add? Bag of beefy. <laughs> Bag of beefy. Bag of beefy. Alright, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.